As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aaval-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Eric Damery from Freedom Scientific here. For those of you who tuned in hoping to hear Charlie Matson, I apologize. I'm going to try and uh, entertain you for the next hour or so and uh, bring you some information on current situation with software, what's going on, what's coming up, and answer questions from anyone who uh, cares to join in. So I've probably got enough information to ramble on easily for about half the time, and then we'll open it up for questions. But if something does come up, if I'm talking about a topic and you want to expand upon it, don't hesitate to raise your hand. I'll ask that uh, Chanel interrupt me, and we'll uh, we'll try and get a question in wherever need be. So the first topic I wanted to uh, bring up is just to let you all know, uh, hopefully uh, people have had an opportunity to hear all about the 2022 release, the new sound splitting feature, uh, which is, which is uh, you know, especially attractive these days because we're all working out of Zoom or Microsoft Teams, and uh, the sound splitting feature comes in really handy. So I'll talk a little bit about a little bit more about that and, and a little bit about a change coming up in the December update around that feature in a couple of minutes. Um, we put the post out, uh, I guess it was about uh, a, a week or two weeks ago now. I guess it's been about two weeks since the release went up. Been very favorable feedback. I will tell you that there have been tens of thousands of downloads of the software. So if you're wondering if it's solid, uh, feel pretty confident now that you can go ahead and get it if you haven't, if you're entitled to it. Now, if you're not entitled to it, uh, in other words, your version of JAWS is 2021 or less, and you didn't have an SMA in place, so you're not entitled to run the 2022. You may still have been told about that version uh, when it posted, and the, hopefully you got the message that it was available, but your authorization may not have been up to date to run it. Doesn't mean you couldn't install it. Uh, it will not interfere with your prior version. Uh, it runs from a separate directory, so you can actually go back and forth between one version and the next. So if you don't have the authorization, but you want to try out this sound splitting feature when I describe it, uh, you may want to consider at least downloading it and giving it a shot. Um, now, if you're someone that was on the bubble, you had 2021, you were in the United States, you did not go and renew your SMA. 
And I've talked to uh, quite a few people over the past couple of weeks. They, the time slipped by and they didn't go and do it. So now they would normally be subjected uh, to purchase an upgrade at the same price of the SMA. But if you're a home user, certainly if you're in the U.S., uh, reach out to customer service, let them know. Let them know that you missed the date. Is there a way you can still get in under the wire? And I think they'll probably still extend it at least this month uh, to be able to get your SMA renewed. So try and get that addressed. It's really, it's a good value if you've got the ILM. If you have one of the, in the U.S. or Canada, one of the portal licenses, that's a timed-based license, and it doesn't really pay attention to the SMA version. It just looks at the clock, and as long as your license is an active license, when that new version comes out, it'll work with it. So if you had a portal license, don't hesitate. Install the new 2022, and you can switch right over to it and start to use it full-time. Looking forward on 2022, there will be the first update. We do about seven uh, updates throughout the course of the year on those versions, and the first of them will hit. It's scheduled for December 14th, so we're just about four weeks out. We always like to get that first update out in the first half of December uh, with the holidays fast approaching. Uh, we don't want to get caught where if something went wrong, we had to keep developers working right through Christmas to resolve something. So we try and get that all wrapped up all tested and posted by looks like the 14th of December, and we're on track to do that. Uh, it's looking really well. Um, let me talk a little bit about the sound splitting feature, and then I'll describe to you the change that's coming in the December update. The whole idea behind sound splitting is the ability to put jaws on one side of your uh, headset and other audio output from your computer to the other side. So you can hear JAWS in one ear and everything else in the other ear. Typically, in order to do this in the past, you would have to buy some special hardware, and many call centers do this. Uh, our own support team used to use special hardware to, to accomplish this task because it's difficult to have JAWS speaking to you through stereo along with whoever it is that you're talking to on the phone or the webinar that you're listening to or whatever it might be because JAWS just kind of stops all over it and you have a hard time either hearing JAWS or hearing the, the other audio that you're trying to listen to. So by splitting the audio, putting JAWS on one side, everything else on the other, it actually allows you to do some navigation on your computer while you're still listening to someone talk, and the more you do it, the better you get. So I encourage you to want to try this out. If you do, if you are running 2022 right now, if you're on a PC and you happen to be listening to this through your PC and you have JAWS 2022 running, here's all you have to do. Pull down the insert key and tap the space bar. That will put you into the layered commands. Once you receive the sound that you're in the layered commands, you're going to do the following letters. V as in voice or volume, 
and then uh, B as in balance. So V and then B. Once you've hit B, it's waiting for you to, to decide on, on a couple of different keystrokes. You either want to hit the left arrow or the right arrow. Left sending jaws to the left ear, right sending jaws to the right ear. So hit one of those two keys. And at that point, you'll leave the layered command. Jaws will be in one ear. And anything that's talking, if you're listening to me through the webinar, I'd be in the other ear. Now, once you've split the audio, and you can split it at any time, so you don't have to wait till the, till the webinar starts or whatever the call is going to be. You can just split your audio at any time, and it will stay in that state during that JAWS session. Uh, so if you then enter into Zoom and start a meeting or Teams, the audio will remain split during that call. When you're done with the call, it still remains split. So how do you unsplit it? How do you go back to balanced, center balanced? There's two ways. The first is simple enough with those keystrokes. Insert spacebar, V for volume or voice, B for balance, and then press the up arrow. That's like the center button. And as soon as you press the center button, you'll leave the layer and your speech will be back to centered. Uh, the other way to restore it would be to just restart JAWS. So if any time JAWS starts up, it'll always start up back to balanced, and you'd have to turn it back on. So this is not something that set it up and it stays this way uh, in the future. You do have to actively do it each time you run JAWS if you're going to use it during a session. Now, in the December update, one of the things I did on the initial release was we put the feature in, we described it, we talked about it. Thousands of people have tried it out. It's working well. It's doing what we expected. So in the December update, any time a user is running JAWS 2022, the first time during that JAWS session that they enter into an application like Zoom or Teams, a dialog box is going to pop up letting them know that there's an, a new sound-splitting feature for JAWS and Fusion. This is available for both of those products. And it will give them a short description and tell them the keystroke in the dialog box. And this is kind of a way of prompting people. Lots of people don't listen to webinars. They don't read the help. They get the new version and they install it. And they don't really know what it's going to do. Well, this is one of those features that you actually have to take some action in order to, to make it work. Uh, so we're going to tell them about it each time they enter into one of those programs, the first time during a JAWS session. Now, for those of you who are familiar with it, you use it, you know to turn it on, you don't need a reminder. The first time that dialog box pops up, if you tab in it, you'll find a checkbox that says, don't show me this again. Check it. And don't worry, you'll never see that dialogue again. So it's really there to help the new users learn about the feature. So if uh, someone asks you, what is this? Hopefully, uh, with that explanation, you'll be able to tell them all about it. Now, one of the other things that we changed in 2022 um, kind of goes along with this feature of splitting your sound. One of the other things that happens sometimes 
is that Windows switches the sound card that is now the default. And this often happens, especially if you're using Bluetooth headsets. This happens when you switch to a, a call, uh, such as a call in Teams or Zoom. And uh, in that case, what happens is your headset switches from a stereo um, headset to a mono headphone. And when it switches, it is now the new default, but it doesn't tell JAWS. Windows doesn't tell JAWS that it's switching or why. So you lose speech in JAWS. All of a sudden, JAWS stops talking because JAWS is still trying to output to the other sound card or the new sound card. And uh, it's, it, well, excuse me, it's trying to output to the original sound card that was the default and doesn't know to switch when Zoom or Teams switches you because you're on Bluetooth. So and so the feature that we changed was a quick um, keystroke to be able to have you cycle through your different sound output devices and try and find the one that JAWS can speak with again. So the idea here is insert spacebar for the layered command, V for voice or volume, C for card, as in sound card. So insert space VC, and then just start pressing the down arrow. And when you're doing that, each time, JAWS is trying to speak to the various sound devices that are available in your computer. And when it hits one that you can hear, at that point, you can hit escape and just stop. Now your output for JAWS is back on a sound device that you can hear. So it's a great way of salvaging uh, you're getting your speech back quick without having to run another screen reader and go through the menu systems of JAWS to get to the sound cards and try and hope you find the right one. So this is a really effective way to do it. When you, you know, you might want to practice it um, because when you need it, you'll forget it. So practice it and get used to it. And remember that if you're pressing down arrow, it will loop back through the list. So you may have three or four different sound devices that you can output to, and you can just try this out on your computer anytime, insert space VC and press down arrow, and it may go quiet on one, but when you get to the next, maybe it'll start talking out of a different speaker on your computer. You press down arrow again, eventually it'll come back to whatever one you were using, and then just hit escape and you can stop. So you can see how that works. And that's a pretty effective feature. It's a good way of being able to recover without having any sighted assistance. And I'll tell you, when this one used to always get me, if you've ever gone to um, trade shows like CSUN, every time, never fails, I'd get in front of the audience to do a big JAWS presentation. We always do a JAWS session, usually to kick the show off at CSUN and uh, There'll be 150 or 200 people in the room, and I got my computer all set up, ready to go, and I plug in the overhead projector with an HDMI cable, and that immediately directs my uh, default Windows output through the HDMI cable to the projector instead of the nice speakers they've got set up in the room, and I lose my speech, and then I have to fuddle around and get through the JAWS help system and 
and uh, get into the utility menu and sound cards and go find the device and switch it again. And this will be a much faster way I'll be able to, I can switch my sound cards now and in a matter of seconds. So it's a nice feature. All right. Um, the other big area of change in the 2022 release was Braille. And primarily it was changing Braille to be much more like speech and for multilingual users. So if you're, if you're somebody who uses uh, JAWS on the internet, for instance, and you read web pages that contain content in two different languages and it's properly marked up, you may be someone who have um, different voices installed so that you can have like a Spanish profile and an English profile or a French and English or German and, um, uh, you know, whatever. And you can have these voices on there. And as you reach the content, you can make it switch to the other voice, either manually or automatic. But it's very simple to set it up and it's very simple to make that work. Well, for Braille users, it was much more complicated if you output Braille in one uh, translation table. Uh, to switch to a different language translation table was kind of cumbersome. In fact, most users just leave it in one translation table and and fumble through the second language using the original translation, and uh, that's not always the best way. And then you've also got, with JAWS, the ability to output, so you can type on a Braille keyboard and write text. Well, whatever your um, Braille translation is set up to, that's what it's going to output. And you may be reading text in one language and trying to type text in another, and that was not something you could do previously. In 2022, that's all changed. We've now got Braille profiles for various languages that you can set up. And this is a really, um, this is, this is, you know, kind of breakthrough technology on the Braille side. So if you've got a Braille display and you're someone who would speak two languages and you're interested in trying this out, I encourage you to read the what's new first. Uh, go to the What's New page for 2022 version and read about that. And then secondly, I encourage you to visit the Freedom Scientific training pages, look for webinars, and the webinars on demand, pre-recorded ones. And two weeks ago, uh, there was a great webinar on the new Braille in 2022, and you should uh, spend some time and listen to that webinar. You'll gain quite a bit of knowledge and know how to use this. All right, so I've spoken a little bit about some of the key changes and the upcoming December update, and there'll be a lot of uh, work that we had been had worked on, you know, through the fall. And when we do the release, we kind of cut off the development around uh, the first week in October, and we uh, kind of stabilize so we can release the end of the month. But we keep working on things. And the developers have been making a lot, of, lot more changes, a lot more enhancements and fixes. And so the December release will have a long list. Make sure you go in and read the What's New page under enhancements for that one when it comes out. One of the big changes is going to be in focus, I mean, in uh, Fusion and in ZoomText with the ability to use the quick access bar and have that search capability. So you'll literally be able to, with you know, using your mouse 
pop up and bring the quick access bar into view. You hold down the caps lock key and hit the right mouse click, and it'll bring that quick access bar right there into the middle of your magnified window. At that point, there's a little search window at the top, a little magnifying glass. You'll click on that and type in some phrase that you're looking for. Let's say you're trying to find out how to toggle your colors and you didn't know the keystroke and you don't want to go back to the main UI and find it. You just want to try and toggle colors quick. So you'll be able to bring up the quick access bar. And if the shortcut's not already there, you can search for the word color and you'll find the shortcut. You click it and it toggles your color. So um, this is going to be a great little utility. And when Fusion users can now start searching for some of that JAWS functionality, like virtualizing a window and being able to uh, select and copy that static text that maybe was in your error message or something. So there's features to do this, and most Fusion users aren't going to know the keystroke, but now they'll be able to search for the word virtualize right in the quick access bar, and they'll find the shortcut to do it, and they'll be able to click it and make it happen. So uh, watch for that. It's kind of like a command search like we have in JAWS for Zoom Text and Fusion users to quickly find their things that they're looking for. Now, this week, we also released a 2021 build and a 2020 build got posted on our downloads page. And the reason we're updating those two versions is because in 2022, one of the big changes that occurred was an update to the Tandem server that's used by thousands of customers across the globe who connect with each other. Tandem is a, a think of a bicycle built for two. It's a way for two JAWS users to get on the same computer, same keyboard, same audio output, and, and work together. So it's great for trainers that log into their clients' computers and work with them on the same computer and really be able to help understand what they're doing and maybe make some corrections along the way because you're both interacting with the same computer at the same time. This is also great for our tech support people. They can log in. Many of you who are listening have probably had an opportunity to have someone either tandem to your computer or you've tandem to theirs. Well, tandem is a server, something that goes through the internet. It's something that we want to make sure is secure. So we've put a lot of work into it this year and we've updated that tandem server. Now, because we've updated it, the JAWS 2022 customer can connect to a Fusion 2022 customer, but they can't connect to somebody who's using the older versions of our software because they were not updated for tandem at this point. So that's why we primarily updated 2021 and 2022, uh, 2021 and 2020. So at least customers who are still back using those, if they do need to tandem, let's say their instructor is on 2022 trying to connect to them, the instructor may have you update your version so that it's now using the latest and greatest tandem. You'll be safe and secure, and somebody with an older, uh, newer version can now connect to you. So that's what that's all about. If you did not use tandem much, it's really not that critical that you update. But uh, if you get a hold of, let's say you upgraded your computer to Windows 11, 
there'll also be some things in that 2021 version that'll make Windows 11 a little bit better. So that's really why it's out there. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to talk about uh, the home annual portal program. So this is for all the customers who are in the U.S. and Canada that are chiming in uh, here. You may or may have you may or may not have heard about our new portal option. This is a solution for people who are at home uh, who maybe have either fallen far behind on their ILM license or they don't even have one, and the cost is too prohibitive to get started because these licenses are the perpetual licenses have a uh, a fairly high initial cost, and then maintaining an SMA becomes very affordable. But you got to get the software first. So if you don't have one or you're too far behind in the U.S. and Canada now, you're able to to buy uh, at less than 100 a year for Zoom Text and JAWS in home annual license. And this is m- managed through a software portal, just like Office 365. You have your three installs. You can activate them on a computer. You can deactivate that computer and take the key back to your portal. And you can reuse it on a different computer later. So you never have to get key resets again. You never have to worry about maintaining an SMA because as long as your license is active, you're entitled to the latest version. So it's a very good solution. And one of the things that customers have been asking for, even before we had this, but especially after we started it, they said, listen, I just want you guys to have a system set up so that we can do a a true subscription. So we can put in our credit card, buy this thing once, you maintain our information and uh, just automatically get us billed once a year. And we don't have to do anything. The license gets pushed to us and it just keeps working. So that's what we're in the process of doing. And that's going to get announced and come rolling out here over the next three or four weeks. Uh, And so if you go to purchase a home annual license, let's say in December, once we've got this up and running, uh, you'll be buying into a true subscription model. Your credit card will be safely stored. And you'll pay your $95, and then about 30 days before it's going to expire, you'll receive an email warning you or letting you know that the time has come and we're going to be billing your credit card um, you know, bef- right before it, it expires. And then your license will get, it'll push it out to your license and automatically update your license. So you kind of get an email warning you that it's going to happen. And then when it happens, you get a receipt that it occurred. And at any time, you can log into the portal, go under your license, and there'll be an option there to manage my license. And if you can go, you can go in and manage it and edit it and cancel out of the subscription if for some reason you choose you don't need that anymore. So there'll be an opportunity to get out of it or change your credit card. Maybe your credit card got stolen you had to get a new one. This is a place where you can go back in and fix that up. And I think the thing, the system will even email you if it notices that your credit card expiration date, for instance, had expired and it figures you had to get a new one. It'll uh, let you know that that happened and ask you to go in and update your information. So that's all coming. 
uh, once that releases, home annual uh, license holders will be restricted to paying one year at a time. Uh, the way it's been for the past few years is you could either buy one, three, or five years in advance. Um, that'll go away, and it'll just be one year at a time. It'll automatically bill you. All right, so I think with that, I'll uh, stop talking. We'll open it up for questions and uh, see if there's any other directions that you guys think we ought to go with the conversation. All right. If you wish to raise your hand, begin by pressing Alt-Y on your computer. Then when I allow you to, go ahead and unmute with Alt-A or tabbing to unmute and pressing space or enter. On your Mac, you will use option Y to raise your hand, command shift A to unmute or find that unmute button with VO right. If you are on your iPhone, the raise my hand button is directly on your screen. Then when I give you permission, you will flick to unmute and it is also in the lower left hand corner. And finally, for those of you on a telephone keypad, you will raise your hand with star nine. Unmute with star six, and we do not have any raised hands at the moment. So, so while they're all thinking of their questions, um, we'll talk. We talked before we got the show started today. Uh, we were talking a little offline about another new feature coming in the December update. So, let me describe this one for the folks listening. Now, if you have a Braille display. Uh, you'll want to pay attention. This is really going to impact customers who have Braille. Um, we're building something in so that there's some status cells that are on the left side of the, dis- of the display. And oftentimes, uh, users may choose to turn them off. But if you leave those status cells turned on, the status cells are used to show people things like which cursor is active, any attributes about text, uh, maybe line and column position, things like that. So what we're doing now is we're going to turn the status cell into a clock display as well. If a sighted person's using a computer, one of the things they have down in the bottom right-hand corner uh, of the screen at the end of the taskbar is a clock. It shows them what time it is with AM and PM, 12-hour clock. And so... I'll tell you that this is, it's really handy. We use it all the time. We just glance at it. We don't even realize we're doing it. And you've always had the ability to read that clock with insert F12, but you have to think about it and you have to do the keystroke and you have to listen to it. If you're a Braille user, wouldn't it be nice if the time could just be kind of shown to you in your status cells? And if you prefer to use status cells, how about if you could just reach over to the status cells and push a router button above them and it would switch to a clock for a few seconds so you could see what the time was. It'll show you hours and minutes by default. And if you prefer to always have it on clock, you can do insert shift F12. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with reading the time with JAWS, we introduced that years ago. It's insert F12. So if you add the shift key, If you're a Braille user, it'll switch your status cells on if they were off, and it will tell your status cells to show the clock instead of the status cells information. And while it's on clock, 
if you press the router button, guess what? The status cells will flash back from clock to whatever they would normally do in that case, and you would be able to get information, and then it would switch back to the clock. Um, now, one of the things that I know Larry is interested in and others who are running software where they're trying to keep track of the time down to the second because they want to know right when the top of the hour hits, uh, they have an opportunity in the settings center to go in, and you can even by application tell it, display my clock in minutes and seconds instead of hours and minutes. You got four, you got four status cells there. So we're giving you two status cells for either the hour or two for the minutes and then two for the minutes or seconds, depending on which way you set it up. So he can set this up for his application where he runs this broadcast, for instance, and he needs to keep track of it. So when he's focused on this application, it'll always show him minutes, seconds in the status cells. And when he switches back to any other app, it'll go back to hours and minutes. So Larry, you've been had an opportunity to to play around with this at all yet, or uh, not yet? I am. I'm going to start doing that very soon. But I know about it because I've heard you and others talk about it. Yeah, so we've I, talked about it, and I don't know if we got a beta out to you guys yet. The private I, beta testers, or yeah, I thought we had, but I looked, and the last one we got was, I think, the actual release. Yeah, so I uh, think you're going to get one. You'll get one today or tomorrow. Yeah, I lied to you earlier. I thought for sure. I thought for sure we had, and I think it's because we just talked about it. I talk about it so much. Sure, I think you're using it exactly, that's right? And I'm good at it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the reasons I like to talk about this. You know, there are folks out there that are listening to this right now. That as soon as they install the software, they know exactly what to do. They're going to do an insert shift F12, and boom, they're going to have a clock on their status cells. And they're going to love it. But if I didn't, if they didn't listen and I didn't tell them, they wouldn't know to even try it. They'd have to go read about it. So we like to talk this stuff up, get the word out a little bit. It's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to actually do it. And either it works well for you or you find out that something isn't exactly the way you thought it was. And then you remember it later on. If you just read about it, you tend to forget. Yep. So another thing coming in the December update, and I don't think Larry knows about this one yet. I don't think we've talked too much about it with private, but we're getting close, and I'm pretty sure this is going to happen. We have updated our Vocalizer Expressive Driver, and the main reason is in the, in the newer version of Vocalizer Expressive Voices, there aren't too many new voices, but there are a couple of languages. I know Vietnamese is one of them, and there's been a lot of requests for Vietnamese. And uh, so there will be a Vietnamese voice added that you'll be able to get access to. And then they've done some new, newer technology in creating voices. Now, I personally am not hearing a big difference between a voice using the old technology and the new technology, but my hearing isn't, isn't as tuned in as some others. So you may uh, have a better experience with it, but you'll have an opportunity to try out some of these new voices. And I believe they'll be listed. You can, they'll be listed in the, um, 
when you go to add remove voices after you install the December update, you'll find access to these uh, through the list. And they'll, there'll be some indication that they're a different version, either a number next to it or the letters ML, which is one of the ways that Nuance marks it up. I'm not quite sure uh, which, excuse me, Serons, Serons, the new company that controls Vocalizer Expressive. And so uh, they have a naming convention. But you'll see how it works. And once you've installed, let's say you had uh, a voice on your computer and there happens to be a new version of that voice. Well, if you install the new version, uh, I think you'll still see the old version. But if you go back to like version 2021 of JAWS, you would only see the old one. So the new one will be able to see them both. And there'll be a slight difference in the naming convention. So watching the what's new, you'll learn more about it. And you'll be able to try the voices out. And I look forward to an opportunity to demonstrate some of those. Uh, we'll be getting that stuff installed over the next couple of weeks. Beta testers will be starting to try it out soon. And uh, we'll see if we can get that rolled out for everybody. Well, I'm going to give away everything we're doing. Got a lot of changes coming. Things, uh, you know, it's ever evolving in the software stuff. and. Uh, Windows 11 is out. Larry, have you uh, have you managed to get your hands on a Windows 11 computer yet? I have a computer that will run Windows 11. I haven't done anything about it. <laughs> Um, okay. because, because I, I, you know, I probably, if I were like 30 years younger, I would say, yeah, yeah, give it to me, give it to me. But it, <laughs> I, it, it, when it comes, it comes and I know it's coming and, uh, you know, that's not a big deal for me. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Eventually, eventually I think they're going to push it out to you if your computer can handle it. Yeah, it can. But Cause I, I checked kind of with you. It's like, you know, really, I hope nobody at Microsoft's listening. The difference between windows 10 and windows 11 um, is kind of a visual difference. That's what I hear. Um, it, it really, it looks much more, it actually looks a little bit more like a iOS or Mac environment on an on a, on a Apple computer than Windows. You know, they kind of centered things and they just kind of look a little closer. But from a screen reader perspective, when you hit the, the Windows key, the start menu still opens. It opens from a different place, but that doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it still kind of behaves the same. So it isn't a big leap for a screen reader user. Magnification users, on the other hand, have to get used to looking in different places. They may have been used to look, you know, moving down to the bottom left to get to their start button. It's not going to be there. So they have to find it. It's going to be in a different spot. How much of what but, Freedom Scientific slash Vespero does is based on what you'd planned on anyway? versus the changes that may have come about in Windows 11, so you're predicated to fix those so that the screen readers will work effectively? You mean, what's the percentage of things that we're doing that we want to do versus the things we have to do? Yep. Like that? Uh -huh. I would say the majority of the things that we're doing are things that we wanted to do, but it, it, there's a lot of things that we have to do because of the underlying technology yeah. changing. And I'll give you a good example of this. Um, Microsoft Office has been changing, right? Office 365 changed quite a bit. They changed the accessibility uh, information and the way we gather it uh, over the years. And Office 365 has really taken it to a new level. Uh, 
And so one of the technology changes that we did this year was basically rewrite our interface to Microsoft Office, but only for Office 365. We didn't touch it for the older applications, and we kind of split them off. And this has given us the ability to kind of carve out some of the extra baggage and really focus on Office 365 and new techniques and be able to uh, get responsiveness up. So if you run Outlook 365 between 2021 and 2022, you'll notice a big difference. You'll notice the responsiveness is much faster. And that was because of technology changes that they've done that caused us to have to go and do other work, which turns out to be a big benefit for everybody. Yeah, that, I love um, I love the responsiveness. But, but the reason I ask the question yeah. is because there's still a lot of people on lists who may be new users or just not familiar with JAWS who are definitely afraid of what's going to happen when Windows 11 comes along from a JAWS perspective. And no matter how oh, many yeah. times you tell them, everything is cool. It's, it's very, very stable. They don't believe it until they actually probably get their hands on it. You know, what people don't understand is that Windows 11 is really Windows 10 with a different name. Uh, and, the diff- and the reality is when, I mean, Windows came out with some significant changes during Windows 10. You know, there was uh, 2016 version. There was... Uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. I think it was in the 2018 timeframe. There was a radical change under the hood. It didn't visually look different, but they made some significant changes. And I can remember at one point they ended up having to roll something back because they completely broke Windows Explorer um, when it when it had first come out. So there were some big changes in Windows 10 that happened. Much bigger, actually, from a screen reader perspective uh, and in the adjustments that we had to make than this move from Windows 10 to Windows 11. So uh, people shouldn't fear it. Windows 11, it's going to be the future. It's going to be the uh, what they start to build on. Um, I know that there are a lot of us, I'll say us because I'm one of them, have computers that will not run Windows 11. And so, you know, I think one of the goals whether or not anyone admits it, is to make sure that people go out and buy newer hardware and get up-to-date newer stuff. And uh, so we'll be forced to do it over the time because it's not going to be able to run those that newer operating system. But I think that's a, a good point, Larry. I mean, there's a lot of work that we do. We try and put features in like clocks. Well, we do spend an awful lot of time just trying to tweak for the changes coming because things move slowly. Um, sometimes it seems like they're going quick, but they change slowly over time. And, and we get advanced access to what's going on in Windows uh, months and months and months before the public is ever going to be subjected to it. And so the developers on our side are running those early builds, those insider builds, and uh, and talking with the development teams at Microsoft, and we go back and forth to try and figure out, okay, well, we changed this, and it broke that. So uh, we make the adjustments long before the releases ever come out so you don't get exposed to some of the problems. I've rambled pretty good, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> There's still opportunity if anyone wants to raise your hand. Alt-Y, Option-Y, Star 9, the raise my hand button on the iPhone. Hey, I got some news for you. Talking about you want to set up a new computer with Windows 11. You know, we're going to have some maintenance and no announcements gone out publicly yet, but it'll be hitting probably Monday. They'll be putting an announcement out and it'll go up on our webpage, but they're going to do some major maintenance service on some servers at our company on Saturday, November 20th. So today is uh, Veterans Day in the U.S., November 11th. So a week from this coming Saturday on November 20th, they're going to be shutting down uh, quite a few of our systems, like our phone system will be out. Of course, no one's there to answer it on the weekend anyway. And uh, our support pages will be down. But also our ability to activate an ILM license. So let's say you installed a new version of JAWS on Saturday morning, September, on November 20th, and you tried to run the activator and get your key pulled down from the ILM server, it would not work that day. It'll actually tell you that it's the system's down for maintenance. Please come back on Sunday. So if you were planning on getting a new computer in the next week and thinking about setting it up on a Saturday, you might want to think about doing it a day earlier or a day later because you won't be able to get your license file that day. Uh, if you've already got your license installed, don't worry about it. It'll work just fine that day. This is only when you're trying to activate a new computer. But I wanted to tell people now, we'll start to filter the word out, because if you happen to be talking to somebody or see somebody on a list around that day that says, hey, I can't activate, you can remind them that we're just down for service or maintenance that day. If you have a portal license, you'll still be able to activate and do everything with the portal license because that's on a different system and it's not going through the maintenance. So that won't be a problem. But this will impact, you know, lots of people. There are, we went back and looked at history and it's amazing how many people every day are activating computers with ILM. So I know it'll have some impact out there. There's a lot of people that try and do it every single day. Well, with that, I think I've about exhausted my information. Anything you guys can think of that I'm not mentioning or that you think would be worth me talking about, I'm open to it. I can't think of anything. No, I can't either. I think you've been an excellent wealth of information, and I am looking forward to the upcoming JAWS update. And I can't wait to try the feature on my Braille display with showing the time. I should have a bigger 40-cell display by then. So thank you very much for everything you Great. do. Great. What display do you use? Which, which well, brand? Well, I currently have an Orbit, and I'm hopefully getting a Brilliant 40 soon, one of the you know Brilliant BI 40. And, and the Brilliant, that's the humanware one? Yes. Yeah, so that one has status cells and should work just fine. I'm not sure if Orb does Orbit have status cells. I think you can turn them on in Jaws, but it's only I only have a 20 cell, so it wouldn't really oh, be yeah, very so you practical to it. do it no. on that. No, no. Yeah. no. yeah, I know that this should work with 
I'm, I'm certain the humanware ones take advantage of status cells, and I'm sure it's going to work with theirs. I'm guessing Hims isn't an issue. Some of the companies, like I believe the, the ones from the company that was called Handy Tech, I think they've got a new name now, but I believe their displays and maybe the Poppenmeyer displays, they do something unique for the status cells to their firmware. So I think that may interrupt the ability to do something with the clock on those displays. You'll have to check it out when you get it installed and talk to the manufacturer. But I'm pretty sure they override our input to the status cells because they do something unique in their firmware. But you know, in general, if you've got a focus or a humanware, I know you'll, you should have no trouble at all and be able to try that feature out. Have you thought of bringing the feature just to the standard insert F12 when we hear the time? Um, have you thought Flashing. about Yeah, like having it say the seconds. Or I suppose that is dependent on how we configure the time and date display and control panel. Uh, I think that you, I don't know that you can configure, yeah, maybe you can. I take that back. You can configure it in the control panel to give you hours, minutes, and seconds. And I believe if you change it there, insert F12 is going to give it to you the way that you've configured it. Okay, great. All right. Well, thank you both. Uh, happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there. Absolutely. And uh, look forward to seeing you back here again on ACB Community. Great. Thanks, everyone, for being here. And thank you, Eric. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.